Welcome aboard Mark Feinstein right now, MLB.com executive reporter. I think he's covering Cubs-Nats. Is that correct, Mark? That is correct. I'm at Nationals Park as we speak. There you go. There you go. All right, Mark. Let's uh, We'll start with that series, then we'll get into a little uh, Yankees baseball as well with you. Uh, but what about interesting series when, when you look at it for this Washington team? I mean, that really, the, the time is now. I mean, they, they've had great regular seasons. You look at this starting rotation. Harper's back. I mean, when you look at this Washington team, they strengthen the bullpen as well. Uh, it's not about the regular season. It's about winning the postseason here. No question. And as long as Max Scherzer is healthy, which uh, you know they believe he is, uh, I think the Nationals have a really good chance here against the, the defending world champions. Uh, you know, Strasburg Scherzer is a one-two is a pretty tough combo to beat, especially at home. Uh, but Scherzer's hamstring could, to me, is really the X factor of this entire series. What is the latest they've said on that, Mark? By the way, with this hamstring, well, he, was to, he was supposed to throw a bullpen today. I think he did. We haven't heard anything off of it yet. Gotcha. Uh, Dusty was saying earlier that you know they think he's okay. They think he's going to be okay. Uh, and you know they're going with Strasburg in Game One to give Scherzer that extra day, but. Uh, I think the general anticipation around here is that that Scherzer will be ready for Game 2. And like I said, that also leaves him available for Game 5 if there is one. So Uh, sort of like the Indians are are, with Kluber going 2 and then potentially 5, you can can start your ace off not in Game 1 and still have him ready for the biggest game. Hey Mark, you know Mark asked you about you know the pressure on Washington. I just in the National League landscape, in your eyes, who has the most pressure? I think there's a lot of pressure on a lot of teams. The Cubs, obviously, you know, defending champs, but Washington, I would agree, a lot of pressure there. But the Dodgers as well too, simply because of the season they had. Where do you think the most pressure lies? Well, it's funny. I think the least pressure is on the Cubs. You know, they won last right, year. Right, they did. They broke yep. the curse. They're here. You know, they're trying for a repeat, first time since the Yankees, and that would obviously be a you know, sort of an affirmation of what they did last year, but they did it last year. They mm-hmm. broke that curse. They were the biggest story in sports in 2016. They can come out here, and it's not quite house money, but it's close. I think the Nationals probably have the most pressure on them in this round because they haven't gotten out of this round before. Um, you know, they've, they've been a really good team. They've been a team with a lot of expectations that hasn't been able to get it done uh, to get even to the NLCS. Uh, you know, the Dodgers, I think, right now, as good as their season was going – what happened to them in late August and into September, I don't think the expectations are as big. I think a lot of teams look at, at them and, and wonder if they're going to be that dominant team from early in the season. So, uh, you know, it's been, what, 29 years for the Dodgers since they've won a World Series, uh, but the Nationals are going on a lot longer than that as far as being an organization. So I would say the Nationals probably have the most pressure on them, at least to get out of the first round. You know, I'm curious, uh, Mark, what's the tone or ten? Uh, you know, what's the uh, the tenor of the of the Nat fan base going into this uh, postseason? I think Washington in general is a is a an anxious fan base when it comes to postseason. We've seen it with the Capitals time and time again. We've seen it with the Nationals time and time again. When the Redskins used to make the playoffs, we'd see it with them time and time again. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's sort of waiting for the other shooter drop. It kind of feels like it did in Chicago last year, where you know Cubs fans are saying, "Well, you know, this all feels really well and good, but how is this going to end badly for us?" And I think Nationals fans. Uh, have great hope for this team, but you know the second you heard about Scherzer's hamstring, it was oh here we go again. So uh, they're excited. I expect you'll see a big sea of red here at Nationals Park tomorrow night. 
Um, but if they lose game one, it's going to be a, uh, mm. a very anxious fan base. Yeah, I, I, I would advise them to win game one. Uh, I, 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 would, I, would, I would agree. Advice, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, You've been watching baseball a long time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I would, uh, just because of their fan base, that's why, exactly. Uh, you know, the other guy that, uh, you know, Scherzer questioned hamstring and that, Bryce Harper, uh, he did get back, uh, but he didn't play much, that's for sure. Uh, his status, where he is right now, how much of an impact he can have. Yeah, we spoke to him earlier. He he says he's healthy. He feels good. Uh, he's excited to to be back in the playoffs and to get a chance at this again. And uh, the only guy who I think is more excited, although you'd never be able to tell, is Strasburg, who wasn't in the playoffs last year. He was hurt. Uh, you know, of course, there was the year where they didn't let him pitch. So mm-hmm. this is really his first major opportunity. Game one starter, defending world champion on the other side of the field. Uh, Harper and Strasburg have a lot to prove in this postseason, and I think they're they're ready for that challenge. Strasburg was their best pitcher down the stretch, too, honestly. Oh, yeah, really no question about it. Yeah, yeah he pitched no really, question. really well. Uh, Mark, let's transition away from, from that series of the National League over here to the American League. And, you know, you got Yankee playoff baseball tonight in Cleveland. When when you look at this Yankee team, you know, Eddie and I had a discussion a little bit earlier on, We we and you referenced and, and Eddie referenced pressure in the National League. Do you think there's pressure on this Yankee team, even with the expectations on the Yankees going into this series against Cleveland? I really don't. Uh, you know, Eddie, Eddie and I were there at the game on Tuesday night, and I think there was pressure on the Yankees Tuesday to win the wild card game, not to have another one and done, uh, you know, situation, and to to you know get their first playoff win in five years. But now they're going; they're underdogs here, and that's not a role the Yankees have been in very often. Uh, you know, they're playing a team that won 102 games, had a 22 game winning streak, was in the World Series last year. Everything, everybody's expecting the Indians, uh, to win this series. And I think the Yankees, because of that, can really just play loose and, and not sit there tight and, and, you know, with all the pressure in the world on them. Yes, there's pressure from New York, there's pressure from the fan base, and there's internal pressure, uh, inside that clubhouse. But, you know, they've got a lot of kids in there who haven't been through this before, and they're just having fun with it. This isn't a group that's just you know, gone through the disappointments of big, tough ALCS losses or World Series losses the way that, uh, you know, some of the guys from that 9 10, 11 team had, had done. So I think they're just going to have fun with it, and they know that they're underdogs in the series, and I think that takes a lot of the pressure off. Mark Fonsan, MLB.com reporter with us. He's down in Washington for the Cubs and Nationals. We're talking a little bit about the Yankees. Now, you covered the Yankees a long time, Mark. You covered Girardi as well, too. We were kicking this around before. If it comes to 2-0 down, back for Game 3, Severino slated Game 4. Is there a switch there in your mind? I don't think so. I think, you know, Tanaka's been in big spots before. He pitches great at Yankee Stadium. Uh... Uh, and I think now there has to be at least a, a partial question in the minds of Joe Girardi and Larry Rothschild about Severino, not long-term, but just, you know, how is he going to respond from the, this huge, disappointing outing that he had? And uh, was it the pressure of the playoffs? Was it just a bad matchup? Was it just a bad location on his fastball? But Tanaka, especially the last time we saw him on the mound, he was striking out 15 guys in seven scoreless innings. He pitches really well at home. Uh, he doesn't seem to be a guy who's phased by anything. Uh, and, you know, the wild card game he pitched two years ago, he pitched a good game. He just got beat by Dallas Keuchel, who didn't give up anything. So um, I don't think so. I think it would be Tanaka uh, with a fairly short leash on him. Mark, were you surprised Batances wasn't used Tuesday night? No, not really. Uh, you know, he's he struggled a little bit. I think given the way that game was going, um, you know, Girardi was going to keep the hot hand out there and, um, you know, Canley had come in, gotten it out. There was no reason to, to, to get rid of him at that point. Uh, I think, you know, he would have brought Patances in if it was maybe a couple more runs. 
Um, but we've seen four-run leads evaporate pretty quickly, and all it takes is you know a couple of walks by Batantas, and all of a sudden you're bringing in Chapman for a five- or six-out save. I don't think they really wanted to do that either. So I wasn't really surprised by it. Um, that said, they're going to need him in this series if they're going to win because uh, you can't get five, six innings or four or five innings out of Green, Robertson, Kingley every night. So uh, especially game one, when those three guys I referenced probably aren't available tonight, uh, you know, if they're if they're leading late innings, they're going to have to they're going to have to put the out there, and they're going to have to hope that he can, uh, you know, find his old form. You know, Mark, how about Gray? Uh, you know, it pitched well uh, with the Athletics against the Tigers in the postseason uh, a couple years ago. Uh, it was brought here to help uh, strengthen the starting rotation, give him a solid answer, uh, throw him into the mix. Gets the start tonight. What about Sonny Gray handling the moment tonight, Game One in Cleveland? Well, I think the fact that he's been there before, like you said, with Oakland one year, certainly helps. This isn't going to be the first time he's seen these bright lights in a uh, in a big postseason game. So that that I think certainly gives him uh, you know something of an advantage over over a guy who had never been out there. Uh, but as we all know, doing this in New York with the Yankees, especially when you were the big guy they acquired at the at the trade deadline, there's some extra pressure and extra stuff that comes along with that too. So. Uh, I don't know Sonny Gray that well. People that I've spoken to have described him as a very, you know, sort of cool, calm, collected type of guy uh, in terms of his mentality. So uh, everybody I've talked to thinks he'll be able to handle this just fine. But again, you're facing the Indians who just masked pitchers all year long. So, uh, you know, if he goes out there, much like Severino the other night, if he goes out there and doesn't have it, I don't know that it's because he can't handle the pressure as much as he's facing a pretty darn good lineup. Mm-hmm. Mark Feinstein, our guest, Moose and Ed here for Mike as uh, we go through the afternoon here. On the day, the Yankees will play the Indians in game one of best of five out in Cleveland. You covered uh, the Indians for a long time as well, too, and uh, or saw them a lot, and Terry Francona, too. Your thoughts on this team this year with the group that he has together coming into this series? I'm going to say it. I don't know who you think you're talking to. I've never covered the Indians. No, no, I'm not saying covered the much. You covered them along the way as you covered yeah, the Yankees. That's what I meant. And I, and I was there last year in the World Series, and you know, it's an impressive team, uh, you know, top to bottom. Obviously, right. their bullpen is as good as any bullpen in the league, maybe this side of the Yankees. I, I do think the Yankees have an advantage in the bullpen as good as Cleveland's is. Andrew Miller is, you know, an animal of a different, a different kind when it comes to the postseason. He will do whatever Terry Francona asks of him whenever he asks of him. And Tito's one of those guys who just seems to push the right buttons, whether it's, you know, people are questioning why isn't Kluber starting game one. Uh, you know, <laughs> Francona's not doing something he thinks is going to hurt his team. So mm-hmm. he thinks this is the right move. If it doesn't work, he's going to get second-guessed to death mm-hmm. uh, if they go down 0-1 at home. Um, but, you know, this Indian team's been through a lot. Their first half wasn't as good as people had expected it would be, uh, but it's, a, it's amazing what a 22-game winning streak will do for a team's confidence. And the one thing people, you know, sort of overlooked during that streak, as good as the offense was and as great as their bullpen's been, uh, that rotation had like a 1-6 ERA through that 22-game stretch, and I think they were 18-0. and um, You know, so it wasn't like they were, you know, winning late and just relying on the bullpen. They had the best rotation ERA in the American League this year. They had the best bullpen ERA in the American League this year. They got a lot of bats, but that pitching staff is really, really dangerous. Mark, final one, and that is a series that's about to get underway in about a half hour from now down in Houston, and the Red Sox and the, and the Astros – yeah, we we both kind of believe that you know Houston and Cleveland separate themselves. Doesn't necessarily mean they march on to the American League Championship Series. But what about Boston and Houston? Verlander's been fantastic. Um, do you give uh, Houston the significant advantage in that five game series? I definitely give them an advantage. You know, they have they have home field and and you know Sale as great as his first three four months were. 
looked a little more human down the stretch. I don't know if it's the innings piling up. I don't know if it's the pressure of a pennant race, which he didn't have in Chicago. Uh, whatever it was, he didn't look like the same guy that dominated the entire league from you know April through July. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Verlander obviously has been terrific since he's come to Houston and, and uh, you know, even his last month or so with Detroit. So uh, Verlander's a guy who's been in the World Series. He's pitched these huge games before. Uh, I think the Astros are a better team top to bottom. That said, a lot of the guys on the Red Sox lineup had years that weren't as good as their years last year. Bradley, Betts, Bogarts. Uh, if those guys turn it on and look like what they were in 2016, uh, the Red Sox lineup is going to be really hard to deal with. So uh, I think tonight or today you're looking at a, probably a really low-scoring kind of pitching tool. Um, but, you know, the Red Sox don't have a great rotation. I think Houston can probably score enough runs to win this series. Mark, enjoy Cubs-Nats. We appreciate the time this afternoon. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Mark. Mark Feinstein, MLB.com executive reporter. Dan Plesak, MLB Network, will join us uh, top of the 4 o'clock hour and really don't disagree with the series that gets underway in a little less than a half hour from now. I mean, yeah. Houston and Boston will be a fun series, but the – the Red Sox certainly have to step up their play, amp up their play, uh, based on the way that this Houston team finished it out uh, and the expectations coming in for the Astros as well. Yeah, no, uh, listen, they're high, there's no question. But Verlander, you know, it, having a 1-2 like that in the playoffs is huge. Verlander, the way he's pitching right now, if he, if he continues, oh. I mean, it's, it's, it's been absurd. And, and then you've got to throw your ace. You know, you've got Sale. It drops off after that with the Red Sox. You know, Pomerantz, fine, okay this year, Porcello, et cetera, but it drops off. And all of a sudden, you know, you get uh, – a Verlander-type game, and you're up 1-0. It's tough. It becomes tough for the Sox. We'll get to your baseball calls. Yankees, Mets, whatever's on your mind. 877-337-6666. Do that next. After the update, here's John.